Politics podcast from the Frederick News Post. My name is Jack Hogan, and I cover county and state politics for the News Post. In the coming days, we'll be publishing interviews with candidates for Frederick County Executive and Frederick County Council to help voters get to know more about some of the local names that will be on their ballots in November. Today's guest is Cavante Duckett, who is the Democratic nominee in the race for the District 4 seat on the Frederick County Council. District 4 covers the eastern part of Frederick. Duckett is also the director for the Alan P. Linton Jr. Emergency Shelter for the Religious Coalition for Emergency Human Needs. His opponent on the Republican side is John Furr, who for 28 years served in the U.S. Air Force and later worked as an elementary school principal in Los Angeles. Cavante, welcome to the newsroom and in the booth. Thanks for having me, Jack. I appreciate it. Uh, so to start off, just if you walk me through your decision to run for county council. Um, so... Uh, my heart belongs to Frederick County. Um, I am a seventh generation Fredericktonian, um, and I'm proud that my family has called Frederick home for so long. Um, in 2018, I decided to run for county council at large. Uh, unfortunately, uh, that was an unsuccessful race, um, but there were a number of, uh, of victories, although we were unsuccessful. Um, fast forward from 2018 uh, in 2019, I started working with the Religious Coalition for Emergency, Emergency Human Needs. Um, started out as a uh, part-time employee um, and then worked my way up the ranks, so to speak. I currently serve as the director of the Allen P. Linton Jr. Emergency Shelter. Um, and so uh, prior to working for the Religious Coalition, I've, I have been employed with the Gary O. Rollins Funeral Home, now the Rollins Life Celebration Center um, since 2011, actually. Um, and so I, I often tell folks that I find myself in both of, of, of my roles in, in employment of serving some of the most vulnerable folks in our community. Um, and I've, 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 I've got to see firsthand um, <clears throat> some of the things that our families, our, our residents deal with um, in, in their darkest hour, actually. And so uh, it's always been my, my motto or my mission to, to, to help folks um, in any way that I can. I, I often tell folks that services in my heart. Uh, it's, it's who I am, and it's really why I'm running for office. Um, right now, uh, I've been married to my wife, Chantel, for a, a year now. Uh, we have a two-year-old son, uh, Micah, and so really trying to build that foundation for Micah so that he sees um, folks that look like him um, serving, uh, running for office, um, uh, uh, building up their community. And so uh, really trying to, to my favorite quote, my favorite motto is, if you're not at the table, you're on the menu. Um, far too often, there's been so many folks in our community, whether it be our black and brown community, our homeless community, um, uh, they have been left out of the conversation, left out of, of the equation. And so really trying to um, help folks uh, find that, 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 that path of success and rebuild um, and strengthen um, their lives is just, it's just some of the things that I, that I want to do and that I'm really, um, really excited about seeing happen in Frederick County. What do you see as the most important issue in the county council race? Most important. So there's uh, there's a there are a number of issues that are of importance, but most important, I would have to say education. Um, I really think that we have to do our best to fully fund. And yeah, what, what does that mean? Right. Um, right now, I think the are um, about 50 to 52 percent of our budget goes towards um, public education. Uh, and I really think that that needs to increase somewhere between that 55 and 58 percent range um, of making sure that we can hire the best uh, teachers in our classrooms, um, the best school bus drivers, the best um, support staff, um, down to our custodians and our cafeteria workers, our administrators. We want the best of the best working in our school system um, because the reality is our students 
eventually become our workforce. And so really making sure that we are investing everything that we can um, in education. Secondly, I uh, will be small businesses. I tell folks, um, I was 17 years old when I started working for the funeral home. Uh, small business, right? Um, the only African-American funeral home in Frederick County. Uh, Mr. Rollins took a chance on me. Um, and I, I hope that by investing in our small businesses, we will see that return. Um, we'll, we'll start to see more folks um, employ some of our, our students um, uh, because, again, um, they, they are our future. Uh, I would love to see um, an apprenticeship program come, come to the county. Uh, and right now, um, through my role with the Religious Coalition, we partnered um, with Heavy Metal up in Washington County. Uh, and so it, it's uh, excavation training, pretty much. Um, and through that program, we put three of our guys through the program. Um, they uh, get to learn a skilled trade. Um, they receive a, a nationally recognized certification um, and then, of course, are able to go and apply for positions in, in the industry. And so I want to see um, a program such as Heavy Metal come to Frederick County um, and so that we can expand upon that and get more folks back into, in, into, um, into jobs and into employment. Um, another one, affordable housing. You know, I, this is, is we, we, we all know that we're in a housing crisis right now, but I think there is a way out. And we as a county should be the leader um, in, in making sure that everyone can obtain affordable housing. And this isn't just rental housing, but this is making sure that folks know um, that they can aspire to be homeowners. Um, and so making sure that we are providing the tools and the resources necessary for folks to get back into housing. And so um, there are some of the things I really um, am, am focused on uh, committing to our our nonprofits, uh, not because I work for one, but because I, I understand the importance of the wraparound services that our nonprofits offer um, in, in the county. So drill, drilling down into some of these, um, I want to get a sense of, of what of what some of your priorities look like uh, from a policy standpoint. Uh, you talk about increasing funding for the Board of Education for Public Schools. Um, to be able to do that, how, uh, where would the money come from, you think? I think we really just have to go back to the budget and, and look at where we, where our spending currently lies. Are there areas that we can pull money from um, that you know, we may currently have, you know, too much in one pocket that we can actually push um, to the Board of Education. I really think that in order for us, um, you know, we want the best of the best. We want to make sure that we are attracting and retaining um, teachers. Right now we're losing folks to surrounding counties. And so the only way to prevent that is to have a competitive uh, a competitive salary. And so really, um, uh, I, you know, I'm committed to working with whoever the next county executive is to really look at the budget to see how we can move things around so that our so that our school system is funded at at the max capacity that we can. You spoke about uh, supporting the small business community too. Um, what can the county do that it isn't currently, or what programs should the county continue or expand upon? Right now, I think we really need to look at um, uh, incentivizing some sort of tax uh, uh, credits for our small businesses. Right, uh, you know, it's it is imperative that our small businesses are the driving force for our economy. Right, and so making sure that they feel um, that they feel appreciated, I think, is something that that has almost not happened. Um, we need to uh, we, we we need to do a better job at that. Quite frankly, um, our uh, small businesses. Um, need to need to feel appreciated um they need to feel like they like they're being heard um again if 
you know, if we incentivize um, our small businesses for, you know, the number of employees that they have, um, for the different things that they are offering in the community. And I think all of our small businesses offer a unique, uh, they have a unique approach and a unique touch that they offer in the county. And so making sure that we are, um, you know, doing everything we can to, to, to invest in them. Uh, the apprenticeship program that, that you spoke about, what would have to be done to bring that to Frederick County? What could you do as a council member to be able to get that implemented? You know, it's really going to take advocating with the county executive, uh, working with um, our our uh, state and federal partners to make sure that we can secure the funding to to be able to implement the program. Um, but there there have already been conversations, and I think uh, prior to Heavy Metal actually um, going to to Washington County, uh, he had wanted to start here in Frederick County. So really building, um, having those conversations and building on that relationship that 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 currently exists, um, because I think. Programs such as heavy metal, and it doesn't just have to be um, with heavy metal, but we work with our um, uh, uh, our um, uh, building builders industry association. We work with um, our, our realtors, and we work with the folks um, that are that are boots on the ground on a daily basis. Because reality is, if we put um, folks through this apprenticeship program, they're going to come back and eventually be employees for for some of these. Um, contractors, developers, what have you. And so really uh, trying to find a way to make sure um, that we are committed to reinvesting in those who want to make Frederick home. And then affordable housing. Uh, you said that the county needs to continue to uh, improve uh, or increase the number of affordable housing options that residents have in the county. Uh, what can be expanded upon that the county is currently doing or, or, or what are some new steps that the county should be taking? So currently the county is doing a great job with their first time um, first time home buyers program. And I think that uh, right now is, is a is a great opportunity for us to, one, educate more folks to let them know that the program exists. Um, uh, and then, two, uh, when we talk about um, some of the rental properties. I would love to see more of the LIHTC properties coming um, in, into the county uh, and really looking at what is the current need of Frederick County. How do we match that need? Right now, I think a lot of the times we, you know, we, 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 we build, um, we develop uh, apartment complex, we develop um, uh, townhouses, but do we really know what the current need is? And so really trying to get a better understanding of what that need is. And once we have that understanding, then we go to um, next phases of how how we bring the affordable housing to, to the county. What would you say is your, and it might have been something you already touched on, but what would you say is your number one legislative priority uh, if you were elected to a four-year term on the council? Number one legislative priority would, again, have to be um, centered around uh, uh, making sure that we are um, uh, making sure that we are fully funding, uh, fully funding the school system, I would have to say. I want to move into some um, pieces of legislation that, that the county council has been working on recently. Uh, since July, the council has been holding meetings about the Sugarloaf Treasure Landscape Management Plan. I'm, I'm sure you heard. Yes, sir. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a plan to preserve Sugarloaf Mountain and the land surrounding it, and it's the first area plan that is part of the larger Livable Frederick Master Plan, which the county adopted in 2019 to guide development and preservation. If you were a member of the council now, would you vote to approve the plan, and uh, why or why not? You know, I, I really can't answer that question, just to be honest with you. It, it is... I don't have all of the information that the current council has. I have not um, 
you know, I, I haven't received all the emails and listened to all the public comment um, that, that the current council has. And so it's really hard right now to say whether or not I would, you know, uh, support or be opposed. Um, I think the reality is, you know, we have a, a this is a tough decision for the council. And I think that without, for me personally, without having all the information, it's really just hard to, to, um, uh, to, to give a definite answer, just to be honest with you. Um, I, I, I would really, and this is one of the things, but, th and this is where I commit, you know, I'm really focused on, um, hearing every side of, of, you know, whatever, whatever the issue is that is before the council, um, and really listening, um, to, to both sides to get a better understanding of what it is that's going to be best for Frederick County. I think far too often we get, we, you know, we get stuck on, well, you know, this is what my political party wants, or this is what, you know, this is what the other political party wants. But the reality is we need to be focused on what's going to be best for Frederick County. And I think once having all of that information, um, I'll be able to make more of a, uh, more of an informed decision um, on, on the Sugarloaf plan. But right now I just, I cannot. I want to shift to uh, another area plan that the, that the next council will likely be working on. Uh, and the county's already begun holding meetings for it. Uh, this is the next regional plan in the Level of Frederick Master Plan. It's called the South Frederick Corridors Plan. It'll examine an area south of Frederick along Maryland 355 Urbana Pike and Maryland 85 Buckystown Pike, and it's the second most economically significant region of the county to Frederick City. Goals for the plan include reinforcing and creating economic strengths and assets, supporting existing business and industries, and fostering innovation and opportunity. How can the county improve its public process for this plan compared to the process that it had for the Sugarloaf plan? So there are a number of things that we can do um, differently. Uh, you know, for me, I we, we have council meetings on Tuesday nights at 530. Um, some folks just can't make it to these meetings. Um, some folks aren't aware about the meetings. I, you know, you watch some of the things with the um, with the Sugarloaf watch some of these things with the uh, public hearings with the sugar loaf and some of the folks really didn't even receive um, notice about the meetings until the day of the meeting. And so uh, making sure that we are doing everything we can do to uh, get information out to the public, um, hold uh, 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 public forums or um, uh, town hall meetings outside of our normal council meetings, um, just to make sure that we're including everybody in the conversation, make sure, uh, making sure from the start that, that developers, business owners, um, uh, landowners, uh, that the residents are a part of, of those conversations. And we can say, you know, that um, even with uh, the, the Sugarloaf plan, it, it was already at the planning commission. But reality is not everyone pays attention. If you're not one of those political gurus, um, sometimes you're just not as engaged. Um, and so making sure that we are uh, you know, if we're using social media, if we're using the county's website, um, that this information is readily readily available to um, all residents. But I would be a strong proponent of of having uh, smaller town hall meetings, um, so that folks who typically or traditionally cannot make it to, you know, our five thirty council meeting, um, so that they do have an opportunity to 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 be engaged uh, and to be a part of those conversations. Uh. And another proposal that the or another piece of policy that the last council or the current council focused on and and that might come up again for the next council uh, is the purchase of a twenty million dollar property uh, along Himes Avenue. 
It's a 26-acre property and includes a 209,000-square-foot facility currently used for COVID vaccine clinics. The current county council approved Mm -hmm. this purchase, and the county purchased the property with intentions of accelerating large projects like building new county offices, relocating the 911 call center, and potentially adding a library to the west side of the city. What do you think the property should be used for? Um, I think, you know, first off, let me say that I, I... I honestly think the the county was a little premature in the purchase of this property. Um, I really wish that there were more there was more communication and they'll tell you that there was, but um, I, I wish there was more communication between uh, the the municipality, the city of Frederick, uh, with the mayor, with the board of aldermen prior to this decision. Um, and 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 this is where I think that I'll, I'll be. Um, uh, of uh, of benefit on the council, you know, I have a great working relationship uh, with 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 the folks in our city, um, a number of which who have endorsed our campaign, and 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 I have worked on uh, a number of issues with them, and so, you know, making sure that that um, that communication and that relationship is 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 always there because the reality is District Four is uh, is a part of the city of Frederick. Um, so for Himes Avenue specifically, I think now that we do have the property, um, that it should be uh, used for county offices and um, the 911 uh, uh, facility. I do not think that um, the library um, that we were talking about on the West End should be um, positioned at uh, on Himes Avenue. Uh, we've we've heard the cries um, from the folks on our West End. You know, I uh, sat through a number of public hearings. Um, and I think that the county, um, they have, they've heard the cries of the folks on the West End, but they haven't really listened to what it is that, that they are asking for. Um, I think a number of folks on the West End, um, uh, in our Hispanic community in particular, you know, they are, um, they are, uh, they want to see the library at the West End Regional Park. And I think that the county should do everything in its power to make sure that that comes to fruition for the folks on the West End. Um, and if that means, you know, and I think the, the, uh, the community out there recognizes that that may mean, that may mean um, a longer wait period before the library comes. But I think um, if, 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 if the community is, is, is committed and is okay with, um, you know, the library, uh, not necessarily be installed, but the process can be drawn out a little bit. Um, if that's what it takes to get the to get the community what they're asking for, I think then that's the approach that we need to take. What else would you look to accomplish during a four-year term on the council that we haven't touched on? Um, so, one of the things right now, you know, we going into this, this election cycle in 2018. I um, again ran for county council. I worked very hard with. Um, you know, our career firefighters to get question D on the ballot. Right. Um, and so, you know, during that process, um, we were uh, we we're confident. Um, and even after the election, we 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 were confident that um, uh, collective bargaining rights were coming to the to uh, to our career firefighters. Um, fast forward to today, we have another question coming on to the ballot yet again. Uh, I think it's question A. Right. Um, which, in my opinion, really deliberately um, strips the voters of what they already voted on in 2018. Um, and so uh, I'm committed to working with uh, our folks in public safety, our firefighters, especially to make sure um, that they do have uh, uh, collective bu- collective bargaining. Um, and so I, I feel that that's going to be one of the things that we're focused on. Uh, really, 
Uh, again, going back to public safety, um, you know, our sheriff's office um, is going to be of utmost importance to me working with whoever the next sheriff is. Um, it doesn't matter to me if it's Carl Bickworth or if it's Chuck Jenkins. I'm committed to sitting down with whoever the next sheriff is to make sure that we have some of those tough conversations to make sure. Um, because reality is um, there are inconsistencies everywhere, right? And we have to recognize that we, there are biases everywhere and we all have them. Um, but if you're not willing to sit down and have those tough conversations, then we're not going to get anywhere. And so um, I, I, it is going to behoove me to, to um, work with whoever the next sheriff is so that uh, my community, so that the constituents in District 4, so that the constituents in the entire county feel that their voices are being heard. And so we're really going to focus on um, public safety. We're going to focus on um, uh, public transportation. Um, one thing that doesn't exist right now, you know, we have an excellent transit system, um, but we don't offer service on Sundays. You know, uh, a number of the folks that I interact with on a daily basis, they still they still need public transportation on Sundays. And so really looking at um, adding Sunday service to our transit system, um, extending our uh, our public transit hours um, so that it is more uh, accommodating for folks um, who you know work later hours that they are still able to commute back and forth um, from work. You know, we see folks who turn down jobs because of uh, transportation and they can't make it back and forth to to employment. So really um, focused on public transportation. And this is a small thing that a lot of folks you know, we don't think about it because, you know, I, I have a vehicle. I don't have to stand at, at, at the bus stop. But one thing that I think is crucial is bus shelters. You know, it's it's raining outside and I got and, and I have my, you know, eight month old child in our groceries and we're standing out in the rain. So really um, looking at different ways to um, enhance our, our transit system are going to be important as well. Is that something you look to address with, uh, from a policy standpoint? Does that involve working with the, uh, the transit division in the county? What kind of conversations do you see needing to happen? Yeah, I think it's it's definitely um, I'm not quite sure if it's going to have to be legis legislatively or um, if uh, if it's just a conversation with with the transit department. But I think it's going to take working with um, the next county executive um, so that we can have some of those those open conversations. I you know I, I've heard uh, that you know the um, there has there's been some sort of tug of war almost between. Uh, uh, the the county council and then division heads are really trying to mend some of that stuff so that there is no you know who's superior who's uh, who, who's right who's wrong but really just trying to do what's best um, for the constituents and for the residents of the county I think should always be um, at the forefront and I and I tell you over the last um, you know since the primary we've been inundated with um, uh, you know the uh, inundated with right and wrong on um, elected officials and, and right and wrong on candidates. And I think we have really forgotten um, why we get into this game in the first place. And it's really to serve a constituent base. And I think we really just have to keep that at the forefront of our minds. And once we do that, I think we'll start to see um, uh, a transition um, in the way we operate in this county. And so really keeping the for keeping in the, in the forefront of our minds what is best for the constituents of, of the county. All right. Well, Kavante, I really appreciate you giving us some time coming to the newsroom and joining me in the booth. I appreciate it. And I, I'll just say, you know, um, we are about to embark on 275 years chartered as a county. 
Um, and in that 275-year history, there has never been a person of color um, elected to our county government. And so, yes, there have been folks who have served on the municipality level, uh, municipal level, but never um, on the county government, whether that be the Board of County Commissioners or our county or our current um, county council. Uh, in, or or in our current charter government, excuse me. Um, and so really, I, I feel the, the need to, to continue to remind folks of that because the reality is representation matters. Um, folks need to see folks that look like them. Um, folks need to see folks that, that, that they know that they, they'll be able to come to and be able to talk to and um, know that they're not going to be, um, you know, looked at a different way because they, they don't understand the language that us politicos speak. And so I really want to make sure that everyone knows that you know, day one, um, I'm going to listen. Um, I'm committed to uh, being that that voice. I'm committed to being that change, change agent. Um, and, and really, I'm committed to you, whatever it is that, um, you know, there's going to be times that, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to always get it right. I, I'll admit I'm human. Um, and so, you know, there may be a piece of legislation that I draft and, you know, it's presented and folks say, what the heck got into him? How in the heck did we get to this place? Um, and so really being 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 transparent um, and being willing to go back to the drawing board is something that I'm going to be be willing to do um, so that we get the best outcome for everybody. Uh, you know, I again, I say that representation matters. And why do I say that? Because there are folks who are watching us on a daily basis. There are, are kids in our school system who are watching what we do. There are kids who are aspiring to one day serve on the county council. Um, and they need to see folks that, that are sitting at the dais, that are sitting at the table, that look like them um, and that they can sort of connect to. And so I, I, I hope just to be able to bring a new energy, a new passion um, to county government. And a county government that works for everybody, not just one section of the community. I tell folks all the time, yeah, I, I may, I'm, I'm going to claim it. I, I will be the first um, uh, person of color, the first African-American elected to serve in county government. And I don't, I don't take this lightly, but for certain, I won't be the last. And so there are folks uh, like former Alderman, uh, who is now deceased, Bill Hall, who, who laid, who laid that pathway for me. And he took me under his wing and he, uh, and he, and he made sure that that I was ready for 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 the seat that I'm currently running for. And so it's folks like him that that I aspire to be like and I aspire to bring up folks behind me to sort of carry the mantle. Because, again, it this is not about Cavante Duckett. My name may be on the ballot, but this is about uh, serving the, the citizens of Frederick County in the best way that I know how. And, and the one way that that I that I know how to do it is really to listen to folks and to serve with my whole heart. And so I'm looking forward to um to what the future has for Frederick County. And, and I really hope that folks on November 8th go to the polls and vote Cavante Duckett as our next representative for Frederick County Council District 4. So, Jack, I appreciate the time. Um, and I'm sure we'll be seeing a lot more of each other. So thank you. Sounds good. Thank you, Cavante. Thank you.